Before I continue, I feel I must mention by listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. It is not a substitute for professional medical advice or consultations with your healthcare professionals. We're here to share stories and give hope. Please consult your own physician for any medication questions or medical issues that you may be having. Our bodies are uniquely ours and something that may work for one person may not necessarily work for you. Hi everyone, I'm Heather Davies and this is Meniere's Muse. This week will be part two in a two-part series of a heartwarming conversation with Nicole about her vestibular journey. If you haven't heard the first episode, I would recommend listening to that one first. Nicole has partnered with the Hearing Health Foundation and Vestibular Disorders Association, VITA, where she donates her time and art to benefit their fundraising initiatives. Her fluid abstract works explore the relationship between sound and life, inspired by her sudden unilateral hearing loss in 2017. After being diagnosed with several vestibular health conditions affecting her hearing and balance, Nicole shifted her creative approach and style to illustrate her experience with hearing loss through color and movement. Her mixed media technique incorporates soft washes and mark making to create energetic yet calming multi-layered paintings. Over the course of her artistic career, Nicole has created several art collections, for the most part drawn from life experiences. Each particular series consists of works depicting a wide range of emotions and incidents from life to death, from sorrow to solace, to extreme joy and new beginning. Nicole's series, The Colors of Sound, explores the relationship between sound and life, an invitation to consider how we make sense of our surroundings through what we hear. When her partner, a sound engineer, used his recording equipment to display the sound waves and frequencies she was no longer able to hear. Nicole was inspired to illustrate and capture sound visually. Please welcome Nicole. Well, what would you say was the biggest game changer for you? Well, I think because I had to stop working, I really had to take a pause, like an inventory of like what was wrong in my, you know, and even though now I say I'm busy and all that, now I put more boundaries on like things I really like. Like if I feel forced to do something or like even if somebody invites me over and I, I just feel like I have no money, like I'm, I'm no longer afraid to say no and like I need to not be there. Or if I'm in a place where I don't feel like it's, it's okay because of the sound, I, I don't feel guilty stepping out or saying, you know what, I'm going to call it a night. I can't be here. Mm-hmm. You guys know it. And I'm not even afraid of telling people what I'm going through because it's like I have a noise sensitive situation. Sorry, this is great, but I have to go. Um, before maybe I would just put up with everything and not stop and just keep going and going and going. Um, now I feel like I'm putting more boundaries and like, you know, things that I, that I know, like even for work, I would even like be on the weekend. And then now it's like, I force myself not to, it's like, I can't, if I have to deal with it on Monday, the the world is not going to end. And, and if, you know, if it ends, then it wasn't for me. Right. I have to take care of my health. So I think it really made me understand that, which I know it, it sounds cliche because everybody who goes through uh, something like this, yeah. 
but I also it also helped me discover because I always say artists are hard my dad is an artist as well my, I come from a family a very artistic family but I was before I was painting but I didn't know really why now it's like I'm telling a story through my work and I feel like it really happened in a moment where I like my art that like it gave me a breathing room to develop my art more and that connected me to so many people and opened the doors to so many people learned you know, in this vestibular community, being an ambassador of Vida, mm -hmm. it just, it just gave my life a real purpose, even though I always said, well, I'm an artist, I'm an artist, but I didn't know why I was an artist. Now it's uh, the same way people are writers or they're communicators or they, you know, they do different things to be an ambassador. Like, I feel like this was the right time and the right tool for me to, to kind of, you know, move towards that dream of helping and connecting with people. And, you know, we all do a little bit of everything, but it all helps. All of us Thanks. together are doing great things. And I always say, if you can help one person that is struggling, one. Right. The same way I reach out to somebody and they took the time to explain to me. I never forget that first person who replied to one of my posts on Instagram. Right. She has many years and she told me, I'm here with you. I know what you're going through. Complete stranger. I, yeah. you know, didn't know each other. And that said, wow, she took that time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do the same. So when I feel better, and even though you're like, oh, wow, that's why I created my blog, because I was getting the same questions, right? Like, oh, what are you taking? Where are you going? What type of treatments are you doing? So I'm like, you know what? I think the best way is to compile. But I think that, yeah, it, it's a beautiful thing. You know, even though it's a, a, a bad thing to have experienced, it's such a beautiful thing to be doing what we're doing now, to be able to connect with with others. I agree. I've, I have my own little vestibular family that I, I was in such a dark place at one point, I would never have made it out of there without them. And, uh, mm -hmm. and that's, that's why I wanted to get back. that you found them. them. Yeah. I know, I know. And after I started getting my, my footing back and feeling a little more normal, I wanted to figure out a way to get back. And that's when I became a, a Vita ambassador too. But I, like you said, I didn't know where my voice was in the community, you know? Yeah. I'm so happy that you also are, you know, because I feel like Vida is a big family and mm -hmm. it's so, an amazing place to be. So yes. I'm so glad that you're also part of that because it's like a, like a proud moment, right? To become part of that family and, and you know, they were so helpful. So, to, to you know, yeah. even when they're just the website, by looking at the website, you find so much info that I don't think anybody else has that info, you know, no, to be honest, no. like that library, the glossary of every single vestibular therapist and, you know, the network they've created. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I was so lost in the beginning, super mm -hmm. lost. I didn't know what to do. And, and the mental part, right. It's so yeah. incredibly um, tough because you don't know how to explain to people what's happening to your body. And then after when six months have passed, I remember people like coming back and like checking on me. It's like, oh, but you're still sick. Like, what do you mean? But don't you know? So it's kind of like you have to defend yourself from the comments, like, why are you not okay? Like, what? Or, or if you're out or you're doing something, it's still like, oh, but I thought you were still like super sick. And then it's like, I'm still super sick. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go get my groceries or <laughs> have That's dinner true. with a friend. It's such a weird place to be, you know? So it is. It's, it's hard. It's really hard to explain because, I mean, we don't even, we don't even understand it a lot of the time, but we just kind of, you know, oh, yeah. with it. Yeah, you that's all you can it. do. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, um, let's see. 
gosh, we've covered so much. Uh, oh, you know what I always ask everybody is what I know what you <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I got inspired to share because there's so many things. There's I mean, and I'm sure I didn't cover many other things, but you know, that's this is a, general. That's a, yeah. that we have that for another time. <laughs> yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. What is um some advice you would give a new um a new vestibular warrior with some symptoms? Maybe they haven't been diagnosed or um yeah, or they have I think the best advice is being open about it. I've heard so many stories of people who don't even tell their families um, because they think they're going to be a burden or they think like whatever situation is happening at home, this is going to be an extra burden. don't want to bother the family and they don't seek help, help. And it's such a mistake because on the mental front, you're just 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 going into a depression like you're going into a black dark hole like right there because you don't have anybody to share with second you're wasting a lot of time because my hearing loss couldn't have been reversed even those 30 the 30 percent that i gained that couldn't have happened if i wouldn't have gone to the er on the very first weekend because you only have 72 hours to get treated that's it like if you miss that window no matter how many injections or and i've learned of dozens of cases where they said, I tried the injections, but they were too late for me. It has to be within the 72 hour period that you're yes, your yeah, I didn't even know receptive that. to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like, I, I was crazy. It's like, almost nobody goes right there. Like they kind of wait. Like when you're coming down with the flu or something, you don't even go get a flu or like, or get tested for that until mm -hmm. you're like very sick. So for most of the time, you're like, when your symptoms are very bad, you're like, oh, I need to go to the doctor now. Right. So that's why like, I feel like, that would be my number one advice even like because you you are gonna feel odd something is happening in your body so you know something's up right right so i feel like you need to tell a friend tell your husband wife you know whoever you need to but because they also need to be part of the process you cannot do this alone and second yeah because you can't waste time and then belong you always have to look for a community like what we did i remember my savior was social media. I didn't know where to turn. I didn't know anything. And I started asking questions on Facebook groups. I started requesting like Facebook groups too. And then it's like, I found a miracle when I went in there. It's like, oh, everybody's describing the same thing. I'm not crazy. This is happening to other people. And I feel that's how I got so educated from the very beginning because I started reading everybody's journeys, everybody's stories. And you always have like that one person that checks on you all the time. Like, how are you doing? Did you go to the doctor? What did they say? And then you get those DMs and you're like, well, somebody cares. And absolutely. They're here for me. So I still go back from time to time because, you know, it's very hard though to your mentally. It's when you get out of it, it's kind of like you need some sort of separation because it becomes your life. But I do and when I hear somebody's going through a very similar I want to step in because it's like I have the information here we go hey, <laughs> this right. is what you can do and, and, and you don't want to waste any time or any information that you've already have um yeah. research so so I think you know I think the support groups are the best way to do it and then having someone close to you being there for you in those appointments um because I mean I wasn't in a, able to drive to the appointments right um, so even in that moment I knew like I wasn't able to be independent at that moment so I needed to get like someone to help me to even do just regular things that I used to do you know oh, so at I the appointments too were emotionally not there 
we're not ourselves and we're not thinking clearly. Yeah, no, totally. And then when they're asking you, we're going to put you on this medication. Do you want to do this? Do you want to get any injection? You, you, you want to turn to somebody and say, is this the right thing? Should, right. should we try this? Uh, I do remember one day I was going to the neurologist and I have one of my worst vertigo attacks at the doctor's office. Mm. My fiance was parking while I was in the waiting room and my body started, I the best way to describe it, like I, I thought I was melting, in, like fainting. Like I, I, I started getting dizzy, 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 and then I felt like my body was melting on the chair. And then at some point, then I closed my eyes and then I opened my eyes and I was inside and they were doing the maneuver. Wow. It was so bad. I thought I was scary. It was so scary. I was shaking. I felt like my blood pressure dropped. It was so bad, but I was right there. And they said, yeah, you just had a vertigo attack, like right here. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, like imagine if I had driven myself here. It's impossible. So yeah, community, community and being open, not hiding it, not hiding it in the workplace. I think now more than ever, people are super open about different conditions and you need to, and there's always going to be the negative Nancy in the mm -hmm. office that always happens or the, I, or the person with the, with the wrong attitude asking me, um, oh, but you're still sick. Yeah. You're still not feeling well. And you just have to be like, yeah, it's a condition that I manage and I live some days are better than later not. So I'm not feeling well today. Doing my best, you know? Right. And that's it. <laughs> yeah I don't it even a, know it's a hard is. conversation to have at first but it is one I think that need, is at least with your immediate supervisor has to be had you, I, I, I don't know how people do it if they don't because I've been in situations where I'm in a meeting and I feel like I'm out of my body like I if I'm not and I have to say guys I need to take five I really I don't know if it's a migraine that is coming. I can't, I mean, I try to hold on, but like, imagine like your supervisor doesn't even know it. Like, like, what are you doing to yourself? Like, you're not even helping yourself. So that's important. Yeah. I know I had the discussion with my uh, supervisor and they actually gave me, the, she's like, just tell me when you need a break. And they gave me a place where I keep my yoga mat and I would just go in there and do really? some. Yeah. So it was yeah. great. Oh, yeah. that's wonderful. That's, that's worked very with me. Of yeah. The, yeah. They worked yeah. with me until they couldn't because I got really sick, but, but it was great because it was a conversation and I felt like I was, I could be honest. Yeah. There was a moment where I went back to work right after it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It happened to me too. I tried going back to work like two months after where I had my, and then one day I was sitting there and I literally felt like, like, again, like I was out of my body that I was hearing. And I said, I can't do this. This is, I can't even concentrate on what I'm looking at in the screen. I'm in the computer all the time. I couldn't with a migraine, I couldn't look at the screen. Okay. And I, that's where I said, I think I have to leave. <laughs> I think I can't work right now. Right. Like, and then I, it was tough because, it, because, and they're like, what do you mean? I thought that you had your injection. I'm like, no, I'm really not good. Like, this is not like you're looking at a hologram. I'm not looking right. good inside. I have to. Yeah, and it, it's what you said, like, until you couldn't really take the yeah. time, those minutes off. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's transparency. That's what I've, I'm from all the stories and all the people I get DM, I get messages from people who have, haven't even told um, their immediate, like their families. And they're like, yeah. I don't know, my parents are going through a divorce and I don't want to bother them. And I'm like, no, like you're wasting time. Even if you go, go just go to the doctor yourself but just don't wait um, right. to be open about you have a condition you are losing your hearing that's true 
you know, mm-hmm. so I have to take care of it. Absolutely. I, and I think that holding on to that and holding on all that inside is a, a stressor in itself. And it's just make those symptoms worse, you know, um, the way I see it, because stress is one of my biggest triggers. Uh, so, yeah. We're in the same boat. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, Don't you feel like I, I can tell that you're a very empathic person, right? Like you really listening. And I feel like when we are like that, we also take that energy from others. And we're like constantly stressing about everything, everything around us, not only our situation, but everybody around <laughs> us. So I yeah. feel like that's why we need some like day off. Like I call it, like, I love being in silence at home. Like I don't mind not leaving the house for one. Like I feel like it's kind of like, it I don't know it's like a cleanse like I feel oh, it like is. in in even like when I my biggest therapy is long showers or but like I feel like I need to be in there in my own place like just by myself it's it's just one of my biggest I mean it sounds so silly but like no I just, no I get that now did you experience that before you I feel it really does take away all the stress <laughs> did you experience that um before your symptoms I think because it's weird because because I'm an artist and I'm very social, quote unquote, but I also I'm super antisocial because <laughs> I like <laughs> to be like alone. Like I like to like and I think maybe I had sound sensitivity before even being diagnosed. Maybe I had that stress like that. I take all that emotion around me and take it like very personal. Mm-hmm. So I think that I've always been like that. It's just that these made me stop and think like oh well I do need to do better self-care you know days for me because I feel even more or I take everything even it's just bigger the the emotions are bigger for me and right and the energy so I I do think like I have to be uh, my own advocate and say well I can do that I can do that (laughs) so I'm sorry I won't be able to do that and it's very hard a lot of times just to meet up with a friend they want to meet in the loudest place and they forget and I'm like I, I can't do that I'll meet you for coffee love you I, but I can't go to that place so it's like an everyday reminder to them too so absolutely I used to I just made me think I used to say yes to almost everything and now if I have just a little hair of resentment or if I really don't want to I just don't do it anymore and if it's not I just like, and you end up not doing a lot. Yeah. (laughs) But I I do. I like being (laughs) like, after we hang up here, I'll just, just enjoy the peacefulness out here. I just get filled up by it where used to, it was the busier I was, I would, it would fuel me, but now it's not like that. It's so crazy. Yeah, and deadlines also terrify me sometimes because sometimes like I, I I used to cancel a lot, like not so much this year, but like the years before, still like getting out of the worst part. I would just hate it with a date like in time because that would build so much anxiety. I'd be like, I'm not feeling well tonight, and the lunch is tomorrow, and I'm gonna cancel again. Yeah, I, just, I shouldn't be compromising to these things, but then it's like I also need to see people. Like I mm-hmm. also need to get out of the house, so it's like. Like the people who love you and understand will never get mad. Then got yeah. it, no worries. That's why my plans are very low key. Like yeah. let's just have a coffee. Nobody yeah. we're not gonna make a huge reservation anywhere, anything like that. Like because I know, like I, I used to cancel a lot. So there's that stress you out making making appointments ahead of time. It stressed me out, uh, like when I have to go and drive somewhere and I know mm-hmm. like say because 
for instance, I work very hard during the week. It's a lot of hours. So like, of course, the weekends is where you see a friend or you go to lunch. But I don't know how I'm going to feel after that week of a lot of work. So for the most part, my Fridays are the worst days. I, it's like I think like at night, I feel like my brain's going to explode of so much information. So, much. so like I can't plan anything too early in the morning or like say, because I feel like when I wake up that Saturday morning, it's like my body is so um tired, like like just mentally and physically. I feel like it takes me such a long time, even though I'm up. I feel like I'm still not up. Like right. it takes me a while for my brain to wake up, to be like alert. <laughs> so that's why I really need to play with my times. And I know more or less like, okay, I'm okay. I'm more active or clear in the afternoon or what. Like I, I had to learn and I'm right. still learning. So, but yeah, it's it's not easy. I think like, thank God I with my best friend <laughs> because we live together and I can just like okay today I feel like doing something let's do something but cool. but if not it's really hard to do like a group plan yeah right right does that happen to you too oh oh yeah I I um will get excited about my girlfriends wanting to meet in a week I'll get excited a week and then as it gets closer my anxiety builds how am I gonna feel I don't know so I say yes but they know that I really won't know until that day and Hopefully yeah. I'll feel better. And and it kind of takes the pressure off because I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to make it. They don't give you a guilt trip, which is nope. the type of no. friends you want. No. Now that That's has whittled funny. down. My group was large, but now it is not, you know. so <laughs> I still struggle with that though. I still struggle with that. I have friends who love me and I know, but like they get a little irritated if the plant revolves around me because of the place and they end up not going it's kind of like well we would have wanted to go to the other place but you know so i still getting invited yeah and i totally get it but it's like anything about it i don't know how i'm gonna feel so i try my best you know and i think this is important that we're having the conversation because there's a lot of people who also say no i'll do it and i'll put up my superwoman like cap on no that's the reality the reality is is you're human so I think I I don't want to get choked up about it, but um, whew, when when friends stop inviting you because they they because you cancel all the time or whatever, and it got to the point where I finally had to say to my friends because it it got hurtful that um look keep inviting me I'll show I just don't know when I can it's not something I have control over. Yeah, so the friends that do still invite me and and are the ones that I need around, you know. Yeah, I lost a very good friend. I lost a very good friend who didn't understand them, and we were friends for years. So I I I I can relate. Like with the, I went through a very sad phase because I couldn't understand how someone so close to you, who was there from the beginning, seeing everything that was going through you, and she's a she's in the medical field, so it was wow I I like you're in the medical field you deal with patients you understand how people may feel with the situations and yeah it, it's true it happens it's so I get I get like I I lost a, a, someone who was part of my life and they didn't understand they didn't understand this and then and yes my group has gotten so reduced <laughs> Um, because the majority, I mean, I live in Miami, so yeah. <laughs> Miami is such a loud place. You even go to grab coffee and 
they're playing salsa like, yes. like, and it's like <laughs> why it's eight in the morning we don't need to be listening to these you know reggaeton. but it's Miami <laughs> but it's Miami and I'm like where so I literally sometimes google super quiet places <laughs> to <laughs> a puppy and I find nothing it's like you're in the wrong city Nicole but I feel uh, like you're because I and I still have friends today that keep kind of bugging me about oh Nicole and we always invite her she doesn't show up and I'm like I don't know how many times I need to explain this to you yeah. but then they said yeah but I saw you the other day you were doing this and this I'm like well maybe that day I was feeling well okay so day. Like, I don't want to hang out with you yeah we friends we wouldn't right. be but I I hear you. It's a it's hard. very difficult thing to do, but we'll, we stick with the two or three like friends that really get yeah. it. And I'm happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, it sounds like you've got a great partner. And I've also now befriended so many people in the vestibular community. Yeah. No, in the, in the vestibular community, I have now friends that I met through um, the groups and mm -hmm. we're like very good friends. Right. And we plan to meet soon and things like that. So yeah, you know, there's there's something to it. Like there's there's always like a connection. There's a reason why we connected. You and I now are connecting. And yes. Like, you know, it's fantastic <laughs> to hear your story too. It's like that's how life goes. You you kind of like end different stages of your life and keep moving. So that's it. And yeah. next time in Miami Springs, I have family in Miami Springs. I'll have to. Oh, you need to come Hi. visit. <laughs> you need to come visit if you come to it Miami. We'll find, we'll find a quiet place. <laughs> we'll have a nice chat with a nice Perfect. tea or something, you know. That yeah. would be nice. Totally. Well, let me ask you, how can we support you in the community, Nicole? Well, Where I always find you to hear from the stories from other vestibular warriors. I love connecting with people. I always respond to every message I get. I find the time even when I don't have it. So via my Instagram is where I'm most active. So it's um, at Nicole underscore art. That's where you can find me the most. I share my stories, things when I'm not feeling well. I also share a lot of my behind the scenes in the studio. And I kind of talk about how is the day if I'm struggling with symptoms, but I'm also like just working on my work because art seems fun, right? But like when you have to, it's a lot of physical effort too. Like I paint on the floor and I have like a lot of neck pain. I have to deal with that. So it's, it's, it's like, it's a weird thing because it's something that I like, but it also gives me pain, you know, because of the postures and all that. But I'm there and you can always go to my website too, which is where I have my blog, my hearing um, loss blog. And I also just sometimes post tips about different things I deal with and how to go around them. And and it's my website, my art website, it's my blog as well. So it's mm -hmm. Nicole with two L's, Nicole Cure. That's my my website. Great. I was just thinking of something I, I didn't ask you earlier. Do you, um, with your neck discomfort, have you had cranial sacral therapy? You know what I haven't, and it's funny that you said this because yesterday I was getting a massage and I was this word came to my mind, like the kind of like I was like I I've read about it, I know it's a thing, and I haven't really tried it. I do get massages at least once a month, like they focus here because it's so much. I I my tension is here all the time to the point that where I go to paint, all this the pain is irradiating to my arm. So I've gotten many other treatments that that would be like part two because <laughs> just in treatments, I have like two hours of information, but, but I haven't had that. Have you? Like, I have. You at, at the beginning, I had it. It's a very gentle um, massage. 
Um, okay. They're kind of moving the fluids. I believe it's oh. the lymphatic. Yes. I used to leave out of there almost euphoric after my sessions. Um, just kind of, really? uh, yes. I, I had four. I really would like to have another because it's just. Um, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it because I, you know, you get the typical massage to relax the, the, the tension, the knots and all that, but that's a different. Completely type. different. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, okay. um, yeah, do it once and let me know how you, how you like it. I'm going to try it. And it was, <laughs> I was thinking about it yesterday, which is super odd that you just asked me that because I'm like, wow, I was thinking about looking into that type of massage. So yeah, I'm going to try it and let you know how it awesome. goes. Awesome. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else you want to share before we go on to whirlwind questions? Yes, I would like to, I would like to remind um, Vestibular Warriors that are listening that we, I was part of a documentary with Vida. Oh, yeah. um, and there's six episodes out there and they're totally free to watch and they have so much information and I think it's good to remind people like that they can go there because this is a very nice format we talk about relationships we talk about spirituality we talk about how you feel in your body in your mind so I feel like you know it's still kind of brand new because we launched it last That's fall the rebalance chronicles that rebalance chronicles like yes. the life rebalance chronicles by beta yeah if you okay. go to Vida or you go to my website, my blog, I have a post with all the episodes. But even if you go to YouTube and, and search Life Rebalance Chronicles, you can find it because it's nine vestibular warriors like us sharing from different points of view, from different countries. So that's one resource that it's free, that it's out there. Yeah. And I would love to hear your thoughts. So like if someone's listening and wants to share how they felt after listening to this conversation or, or the documentary, I mean, I'm, I'm an open book. So the same way, I think that the best way you can support me is following my journey as an artist, as an vestibular warrior, because that's how can I relate uh, my story through my work. Um, but I also like hearing from the community. So it's, it's I, I, I love being here. I, I love being able to to share and to learn from others because I want to continue learning. And I'll include, ooh, it's starting to sprinkle. Really? Oh, oh okay. Um, it's time to like, it's like, okay, nature's <laughs> saying, you guys need to take a breather. <laughs> um, I'll include all that in the show notes. And I think, um, um, I always get the name wrong, Life Rebalance Chronicles. Is that it? Life Rebalance Chronicles. I could send you a link as well. Mm -hmm. I, I could send you a link. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, I think it's great for uh, people that, aren't vestibular warriors also especially family members of them yes yeah. I always say that in my stories because people tend to skip oh this is not with me this has nothing to do with I'm like no it has everything to do with you because if you have somebody like me like as a friend this is how you would relate to this Absolutely. person um so I think it's more like and and they're trying beta is trying to get these uh as part of as a, um in the curriculums of universities, because I feel like even medical, the medical community, it would be great for them to understand that not from a textbook, but from a patient's perspective. Right. Um, so I think this is great. And, and yeah, you know, I feel like there's there little by little, a lot of people are doing great, like you with this podcast. I'm so excited that it's a many years, <laughs> like, for, like it's vestibulars, but I have not found anything. And also, let me just say before I go, it's still confusing for me, my my diagnosis, because I have several that say it is Meniere's that I have that I all the boxes, I check all the boxes. Right. But then I have others that say, well, it's by secondary 
and and lymphatic which is not really many years is you do have the pressure you do have this this and that but it's not so i it's kind of confusing i treat it like it's, it's many years and i'm on remission but I would love to get more information from specialists that only talk about this. I think there's a lot of talk about vestibular migraine, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot of talk about Meniere's. Yeah. It's it's so crazy. Like, they, they I, I can't find a lot of information. The same they overlap, but um it's it's very hard because I feel like the most common is the migraine, which is also obviously we all have like it's debilitating. But I feel like the confusing part is the diagnosis with Meniere's because it's kind of like, as you know, this is um, it's a diagnosis by exclusion. Like they just tell you, well, you don't have this, you don't have this, right. you don't have this, is it? So you have Meniere's. Right. <laughs> so okay, got it. But what happens if I haven't had a vertigo attack? Am I gonna get it next year again, or am I not gonna get this anymore in my life? Yeah, it's hard. Um, and I, I hate even telling people when I go on nobody has at least you know yeah because then they think like i don't i'm not feeling anything it's right. like no 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 i'm still feeling the weather the, the but yeah like i read about it and, and then they say well your other ear might be affected after five years and i'm like well i literally just turned five years like august 4th was the day oh, yeah. when i lost my hearing what, you so 2017 yeah, it was uh, 2017, so it was fire. So I always get a little emotional that day because, like, the day I was running around town looking for an appointment and like doing all these things. But it's been a, a journey of five years, and I just, I, I just want to see the day where there's a treatment where nobody has to go through this. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, awesome. Well, I will include all that stuff in the show notes. And Perfect. thank you. So before we go, I'd like to do a little fun thing where right. we're questions or just quick questions and um, there's okay. no, no wrong answer. <laughs> okay. First awesome. one is fill in the blank. Vestibular disorders are? Challenging and a blessing in disguise. I completely agree. I know people think we're crazy saying that, but um, it does give you a yeah. new lease on life, new perspective for sure. New perspective. Mm-hmm. You feel your symptoms coming on and you're trying to be brave. What's the first thing you do? It's such a difficult because brave could mean so many things, right? For many, um, you mean to get rid of them or to keep going when they come? If you're, just if, in general, if they're, you feel them coming on, what is it that I, you do? I think brave now it's defined for me as as stopping instead of going, going, going. Like that would be a brave thing for me. Say, okay, well, this is the time where I have to stop doing what I'm doing instead of feeling like one more hour, one more thing, one more. No, I have to speak up. So that's brave for me these days. That's a good one. What is one thing that people usually get wrong about you? Uh, in general or vestibular? In general? In general that I am super social. I want to be out every time because I'm an artist and I want to be talkative and I'm not. <laughs> I'm a homebody. I want to <laughs> be, I love being at home. I love reading a book. I enjoy silence. So they get it. They think I'm the opposite because I, I'm a very, like, I'm not afraid to talk and I like to connect with people, but I, I think I prefer my alone time. Except, I'm like, a, how do they call it? Introvert. An introvert. 
extrovert introvert something like that that's yes that's i think i am but they get around they think like but you're always out and about i'm like <laughs> no i'm not when was the last time i was out and about <laughs> yeah <laughs> you could be so, an outgoing introvert exactly exactly <laughs> so they get that wrong they think i'm just up for anything <laughs> what's your um favorite you know, meal i just want to <laughs> be home with my tea and my book <laughs> i hear you <laughs> meal yes uh I love oh well I love any type of food but uh my fiance makes this um tuna melt that is <laughs> amazing like it's, it's like a restaurant quality and I think that's one of my favorite meals oh and he makes it for you that makes it even better oh yeah no no he's <laughs> I talk a lot about him but he's my biggest support oh that's awesome and I, I love, you know, his, he takes care of me in a good way. He understands me a hundred percent. So it's kudos to him for, for being there every step of the way. <laughs> yeah. So we have to, we have to savor those relationships. Yes. That's the yeah. same way. No, what, is, yeah, that's... what is the last show you binged and loved? Oof, I love a good crime show. <laughs> Or like, so I love like anything. I know this is going to sound completely stressed. <laughs> like this is a stress prone, but I love um, detective like cold cases. Um, like how do they get to the, oh, uh, those, I can't, I can't, it escapes me. But in Netflix, there's a couple of good shows that are about like women detectives and like cold cases. Um, and these well, are like was, real cases, right? Yeah, real cases. Yeah. But but lately, I have been binge watching a show that is not new, uh, um, Downton Abbey. That somebody told me, ah, oh, since you like tea, I'm like, and then the the history. I love history. So that like, you should watch Downton. Abbey. I love Downton Abbey. Okay, so I'm binge <laughs> watching like. I'm already on season three and I can't stop. And I'm like, next, next, next. So I'm painting. Yeah. I put it next to my <laughs> canvas and I'm like, yeah. it's kind of like a podcast. So I have to watch it like three times the same episode, but I love the soothing, like the, how they talk and how everything. I do too. It's so great. I and then it. have you seen the movie yet? Are you waiting till you get no, to the I'm end? No, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. That's why I want to catch up. And yep. <laughs> so I can see the movie because I took a peek and I saw some of the characters were in there and I'm like, no, what happened to some of them? So so I need to yeah, it's worth the wait. There. I need to get to the end. But yeah, I'm currently been watching, binge watching to that one. Yeah, awesome. yeah. I, I will let you know how it goes. Yeah. Okay. What is on your nightstand? Oh God, a lot of nausea, like dramamine, oh. uh, lotions, um, aromatherapy, um, humidifier, like a full self-care kit and a book, my iPad. And um, yeah, a lot of self-care routines. So when I'm feeling to reach for my lavender, you know, essential oils and things like that, that put me in a good mood after a long day. Nice. What book are you currently reading? I'm reading uh, different books. One of them is The World of Creativity. It's a, it's a book that goes through history and talks about artists that were entrepreneurs first, that, that mm -hmm. they think that they're always like just painting, but they were business men and business women so I like like I love that um I love like a good entrepreneurship story mm -hmm. of like hearing that the masters they also have like businesses or the way they went about their art practices it was also it's a business so it's a recent book that came out like three months ago so I'm really enjoying it, it talks about different artists through time and history and how business and art coexist and how they're connected yeah 
you know what, when you were talking, I think, did you years ago recommend the book to me, the war, the art, yes. the war of art? That yes. blessed you. I finally read that and I love it. So. <laughs> yes. And did you? I, I love it. I'm going to send you really some other good. recommendations. Yes. I've actually uh, well, read it. One of my, I don't know if you, if you like, um, I mean, have you ever read um, uh, Big Magic? From Elizabeth, uh, is it an orange cover? Liz orange Gilbert. It, no, it's like an explosion of colors. So Elizabeth Gilbert. Oh, um, I'll have to. Try. Oh great. my god, that book is so amazing. You have to read it. I, oh, it's kind of like my go-to every time I'm feeling inspired. Because yeah, people think it's only about art, but it's about just in general, like creation, creativity, your mood. I, I just feel so good after I read it. So like awesome. that's a recommendation, and I'll and I'll send you a couple of more. <laughs> Okay, cool. I, I love it. Yeah. I, can't, I can't get yeah. enough of the books. <laughs> no, I love them. I, I love a good book. It's like, it takes my mind away of, of all like tinnitus and I'm like, I'm so Absolutely. into it. So yeah. What's an activity that completely relaxes you? I love rollerblading. And I know- you Really? Have you done it yes. since I you- I used to be, I had to stop rollerblading because of my balance issues. Uh, I, I I don't do it a lot, but when I do, I feel like a kid and I feel so free and I put on my music and it's like the best thing. I mean, besides painting, obviously, but this is something that it's just for me to be right. free. I used to be part of a rollerblading club. So every month before I lost my hearing and my balance, but because I had so uh, terrible balance issues, I couldn't rollerblade anymore. And just um, six months months ago I tried it again around my house and it went pretty well so now I'm super excited to oh, kind of do it again that's but exciting it's, it's, I love it. it makes me feel so free yeah I want to do it again like I just haven't had the time to like spend a good hour or two out there like but it makes me feel amazing so rollerblading 100 yeah. percent. well I can't wait to hear up and doing it I haven't been on skates in years <laughs> Yeah, my little. I always go like in a place where I know there's no cars, <laughs> nothing, and I'm like, but I feel so free. It's like I even put like the music on, and I do it in a place where I know I'm like it's empty, and I'm not gonna put my protection, uh, my right. knee pads, and everything. <laughs> but it makes me feel like a kid. I used to rollerblade every week when I was a kid back in Colombia with my friends and my cousins. So I think it transports me to that happy. Aww. That was a special time. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, what movie Thank could you. you watch over and over and never tire of? Love Actually. Love I Actually. Love, love Act I love those those romantic comedies. Um, yeah, that came to mind. So Love Actually, I think. I mean, The Notebook, obviously, but it's very dramatic. I love it. But I think Love Actually. Oh, and The Devil Wears Prada. I've, <laughs> I've, I've watched that movie, not kidding, like 80 times. Yeah. Yeah. they're timeless yeah it could be there forever like I could yeah. play it again and again so <laughs> yeah what is your most used tool out of your vestibular toolbox I think walking walking, uh, walking long walks I really again I feel like because so my art used to be like that when it was a hobby but because now it's like also my business and my practice and it's discipline and I have to complete projects, it's also a little stressful. So walking with, I have a golden retriever and he's like, I love him. Uh, we just go for long walks and I play with him and that completely relaxes me. I do it in the morning, first thing in the morning before going to work. 
I try to wake up earlier so I can get done. And then when I'm having like a long painting session that I need to get up and stretch, like, like I would go outside and just put on relaxing music or a podcast. I love listening to podcasts. Right. Like this one. Uh, <laughs> and I just put that on and just kind of let myself like relax and think of other things. And yeah, that's definitely, I mean, of course there's hydrating and meditation. Yeah, right. Uh, but I see just walking. It's so easy free and it really relaxes me it does I find if I'm getting a funky mood I just get out there and walk just yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and sometimes I try not to look at my phone because you know if I'm listening to a podcast or music I'm look I'm looking at my phone but like sometimes I leave it at home like because it's around the block I leave it at home mm -hmm. for a purpose so I literally just look at the trees and, right. the <laughs> and I'm like I'm here yeah <laughs> I need to be here so or take pictures of photos and flowers on my phone and things like that like that's relaxing it is relaxing um what is what's something you're extremely grateful for right now my health because <laughs> <laughs> I still remember those days the first days were the worst days and being able to even be here with you have a conversation and not being in bed throwing up like having a horrible headache I truly appreciate every day it makes me emotional <laughs> I know it makes me emotional because it's like we went through so much it's hard it's easy to forget but when you have a bad day again you're like oh my god I've improved so much like it's it's night to day it's it's another story and then yes. like I try not to forget about it you know like or sometimes I, I don't I don't say it like in a victim role like oh I used to be so sick but like I was very sick and to be back here and be able to say yeah let me go walk and play with my dog and like go on and go to the movies like that's an improvement yeah it's like yeah I would cry every day in my shower like it was the only moment I felt like I didn't want to feel like a burden and I would go in the shower and cry and cry and I feel like when is this going to end I can't walk I can't be independent I have to hide in the closet for because of my sound sensitivity and there was a moment in time that I would write and I said, I don't think this is changing. I don't think this is coming to an end. I feel like I'm living the same day every day until one day, little by little, things started to get better and see the light. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm, I'm gaining my life back. So, but yes, there was a moment where I didn't see it. I thought I was going to be like that forever in bed and not functional. Right. So. And here you are. And here I am. On yeah. the other side, yes. On the other side, excited about my life and working on new art collections and trying to get out there even more and put my work out there, help others. So I'm happy that this place, with challenges and everything, right? We have yeah. that bad day. But overall, I'm very thankful for where I am today. So, Well, thank you for being a voice in this community. We need them. I know back when we first both were sick, there wasn't a lot out there now it seems like there it's more i mean so we can just you know keep spreading that awareness and no and thank you that, that we're here telling this story and i'm sure you're helping so many people like so many people are going to listen to these episodes and they're going to feel not alone like they're going to yeah. feel like they can even reach out to you or to me and and get somebody to to listen and to recommend something and and that's so valuable so so thank you yeah. well, 
Thank you. And I look forward to following you and seeing what happens with everything in your life. Yes, me too. I, <laughs> I want to continue hearing all the stories. And yes, I'm here. If you ever need anything to help with anything, I'm here to help the community. So I'm very, very happy to have connected with you. Awesome. Well, thank you, Nicole. And it's been a lot of fun. Thank you for joining me, Heather Davies, and my guest, Nicole, on this week's episode of Meneer's Muse. If you would like to reach out, please see the show notes for our email addresses, websites, or find us on Instagram. If you would like more information on vestibular disorders, please find the Vita website at vestibular.org. I'd like to thank you for listening, and if this episode or any others resonated with you, please take a moment and share this with another vestibular warrior or family member. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Meneer's Muse for updates. I'll see you next week, warriors.